Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. And just like that, we're live. Holy moly. I can't wait to get in started today and just oh man get talking so my guest today is a marketing leader and she's this marketer that and we've actually been working together for years and, and working with with the team here at Cheshire Impact I'm just excited to talk to her and to hash out some strategy and she is the marketing manager at Alan Edwin Holmes she's a workout fiend a global traveler Rachel White how you doing Hey, I'm excited to be here. I've yeah. heard a few of your podcasts. You always have awesome uh, guests on the show. So yeah, and now you're now you're in that that I, hall I of, hall of valor there. That amazing group of people. Yeah, it's so a welcome. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. And you know the theme for today is the marketing leadership series. So really talking to people who've been in marketing for a while. Like, what are you seeing? What kind of strategies? Where does process fit in? And maybe a little chit chat about technology and maybe where the future of marketing is going. So stoked to get into it. And we, and if you've listened to a couple shows, you know how we get started every time. So I'm going to pick this up. It's kind of heavy, actually. I'm going to pass it to you. This, this is Thor's hammer. So go ahead and take that. And um, oh, there you go. Now smash for me some kind of marketing myth, like bogus strategy, some misconception that just drives you crazy and just set the record straight like once and for all. All right. I will smash, which I love to smash this one, that more leads equal more sales. Ooh. Uh, yes. Anyone that's been in marketing has heard from people from their sales team, their exec team, the owner, everyone. Uh, when sales are down, everyone's like, we need more leads. More leads are what's going to get us to that sales area. Um, and everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, when sales are good, we still need more leads. So it's like- right. And I'm just trying to tell them, you know, it's not about how many leads that you have. It's not about the quantity. It's about uh, the quality. Uh, so last year, we were having a little bit of a rough year uh, for sales last year. Sure. Um, we were down. We were down at 100 sales um, over the year. Okay. So started in the winter or in the winter of January. Uh, so, you know, we're down. We're thinking, okay, it's a bad winter. Um, the spring market just hasn't, hasn't come yet. We're in sure. home sales too. Uh, yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah, we're a home builder. So uh, we're like, okay, the spring market hasn't come. The spring market hasn't come. Um, July came. Spring market still hadn't come. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So we're struggling. So our OSA team, which is our online sales advisor team, they're like, we need more leads because uh, they're the ones that talk to all of our digital online leads. Um, so I'm like, okay, we'll try to figure out anything we can do to get those leads. Right. Uh, so late last year, uh, we started doing these Facebook lead ads. I don't know if you've seen those before. Sure. Uh, yeah. Where, so where you fill your email in on Facebook kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just a form. So we have an ad with a picture um, of a house uh, and people fill in the form and then they get directed to see more photos of the home um, sure. and everything like that after they fill out the information. Um, so we did that and we got hundreds of leads. We were getting oh. hundreds of leads every week from it, right. um, but not one appointment. 
Oh no, no. Yeah, so our OSA team is spending so much time uh, trying to reach out to all these leads. So we have a very intense um, way that we reach out to leads. Over 30 days, we try to touch them uh, over 100 times. <laughs> what, how do you do that? Like with email and phone and, and text yeah. and all oh, yeah. the different? We, email, phone, text, and video. Um, we use BombBomb for videos. Um, oh, yeah. And we send these videos that are personalized that say, you know, hey, so-and-so family, you know, like, you know, something like yeah. that, you know, or like, hey, you haven't reached out to us. Do you still want us to call you, like, talk to you? You know, we send all these videos, we send texts, um, we respond right away. So it's pretty vigorous. <laughs> um, people, yeah, so when people fill out these uh, lead forms, <laughs> we found, <laughs> yeah, we found a lot of people were just filling them out because they wanted to see more pictures or they were just curious. No one wanted to be contacted. So we're spending That's all not time just contacted either. That's like it's smothered. <laughs> yeah, they, they were smothered, which I mean is great because we do have such a good, you know, conversion rate on most of these things. Um, but for these people, they just weren't the right leads. Um, right. So, yeah. So then, you know, of course, now our online sales team's like, we want a lot of leads, but we don't want these leads, you know? <laughs> it's Lesson like, learned, yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't do anything right now. Um, so we changed all of those social media lead ads from lead ads to traffic ads. Uh, and traffic ads are, you know, just uh, leads that'll go right to our website um, instead of, you know, we won't get their information. They'd have to fill right. it out on our website. Um, so I figured, you know, leads would be down. Social media leads obviously were down because we weren't getting those lead ads. Yeah. But what we found were that our website leads went way up. Right. Uh, but I think one of the main items you need to first focus on with this is making sure that your website is robust um, when you're going to add, take those leads and have them go to your website. Um, when I started five and a half years ago here, um, our website was pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, it wasn't even responsive. <laughs> so anyone on a mobile device, a tablet, anything they're like, like trying that. to pinch and squeeze the screen. They're like, "What's this look like?" Yeah, yeah, and it just it it was really ugly to be honest. Um, <laughs> but it's not anyone's fault. My predecessor, she tried to get a new website all the time. She met with the exec team, the owner, constantly tried to pitch a new website. But websites are so expensive. It's like, you know, you sure. don't want to commit unless you know that it's the right one. And there's so many different, you know, people that built them out there. Uh, so she was never successful in getting anyone to agree on a website provider. Right. So then I came in and I was like, okay, this website is not okay. I'm a pictures person. I love photos. And it had like no photos. There is no area to even like add photos. Right. Oh, so, really? It was just like text? Yeah. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, it was just a lot of text. Um, so what I did was my first year there, um, I just went through our whole website um, and learned all about everything, went and did some focus groups with our website, uh, saw oh, what sick. people wanted, learned enough about the industry and kind of about who we were to feel confident creating a website. And I went and I pitched a website and um, I pitched it. It was just a website. It was like a platform and you have to do all the building on it, but it mm -hmm. only cost five grand. Oh, cool. So the owner said, you know, hey, five grand, you know, if we lose that, you know, whatever, you know, it's not a big deal. He's already thinking we're losing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not no going to lose your money. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, yeah, this is credit card. I'm not going to lose the money between here and the bank. This isn't like, you know, one of those movies. Yeah. No one had any faith that the website would uh, oh, no. be good, but they were just, you know, humoring me. Right. <laughs> so I spent the next four months 
with all my time just creating this website because I don't have any, you know, website design in my background, you know. Sure, yeah. But uh, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right and get this done. Um, so built the website. I pitched it. And everyone, it was like mixed feelings. You know, they're like, well, it could change. It could do this better, this better. But they went with it. We still have the website to this day. Wow. Um, How many yeah. years ago was this? That would have been about four and a half years ago. Wow. Time flies though, huh? Is, does it feel like you just did the website or does it feel like it's been up for a while? Uh, well, it Both. feels like, it doesn't feel like I just did it. That was like yeah. a labor of love. Oh, got it. Yeah, it was a lot of work. So it's like one of those things that I never want to go back to. <laughs> Agreed. So, sometimes, you know, people get in, they like doing new websites every so many years. I'm like, no, thank you. If we can get one that works, let's just not ever yeah. touch it again. Yeah. Uh-huh, because there's so, like a lot of glitches when you switch too. Uh, I, and I can't imagine the, the pitch meetings where you're like, here's this new design. And they're like, I hate it. You know, you get some people mm -hmm. like, I don't like it. Where's the button? Like, okay, all right. Well, you, you must have more patience than I do to be able to, okay, people, what, what are your ideas? Great. I'll, I'll take them into consideration. <laughs> and then you like run away quickly before they, uh, they change their mind. Tell me about the focus groups. Because we've had a couple people chat about that, but not actually were in there. Were you in there with people and like asking them about the website? How did that all go down? Uh, so it was actually um, our SEM provider, um, which oh, is called wow. MLive Media Group. Okay. Um, and they actually got all these focus groups together um, really? of people. Yeah. And I was actually able to sit in um, and ask them all of the questions and just have a conversation with them all. Um, what was about, that like? It was, it was really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I would like to do it with a lot of things because there's always things that I like am skeptical about, like everyone always says you know like when you ask okay why do we do it this way they always say well it's just the way it's always been done true yeah. but there's like a lot of like dead end things with maybe we should do it differently like photos for instance mm -hmm. um so we've always just taken photos of our homes uh well last year i was at a meeting um with our website providers actually it's called hmx um bdx puts it on it's their summit cool. um yeah and i was there and they were talking about um our photos and they were like yeah, you know, sometimes if people or, you know, animals or things like that are in them, they're more relatable. So I started doing, yeah, so I was like, that's a great idea. I'm like, I, so I started doing all these photo shoots um, with people in them. Uh, and then I looked online, what are the best performing, you know, photos and things like that. And it's good looking women. <laughs> really? Well, I guess that just makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it's good looking women animal and then animals cute animals and, right not ugly animals yeah i guess I'm even ugly older. animals are kind of cute <laughs> i have a i have a dog i'm i'm definitely a cat person um yeah, okay. but and now have a dog because my fiance has a dog so um and it's a french bulldog it's which ugly. are oh bulldog yeah yeah it's a french bulldog so everyone thinks that they're so cute but they're actually really ugly but they're so ugly that they're cute <laughs> right and they just sort of mope around and hi like, yeah are they the ones with like they're drooling all over the place they actually don't drill, thank goodness, oh, because good. I don't know if I could have dealt with that. No, you're like, okay, hard, hard pass here, guys. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Do you have um, a cat, too? Do they get along? Um, yeah, I have two cats. I'd have a thousand cats if I could. I'd be that crazy cat lady. You're the I cat lady. Someone. Yeah. Is that the title of this episode, the crazy cat lady of marketing? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I like love cats. Even like journals from when I was a child, it said, when I grew up, I want to have a million cats. Really? Yep. And you got two, so you're you're almost there. Nine hundred ninety-eight 
99,000. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have salt and pepper right now are the cat's names. Really? So I can just keep adding spices. You know, we'll have cayenne, cumin. <laughs> that's an awesome idea. Like lemon pepper. <laughs> see, that's what the, that's what the crazy cat ladies are missing is some creativity with the naming. You know, you don't have like spud over here. Then you have sassafras. No, you have like, you know, cinnamon, yeah. you know, coriander. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Paprika. <laughs> yeah, paprika. I know we actually thought about paprika, but we thought it was too much like pepper because I right. color pep and then pap. It might be. Then they both cats are like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, they both are. I know. And pepper is like a black cat. And then salt is uh, actually a Persian munchkin cat. So huh. I don't know if you've ever seen a munchkin cat. They're the ones with the little yeah. baby legs. The so, okay. Yeah. So they look like when they're going across the ground, they look like uh, snakes almost because their uh, feet are so short. Um, their oh, legs are cute. so little. That's cute. Yeah. Wow. So they're they're adorable, a little pricey, but you know I think it's worth it. It's like the cuddliest, cutest cat ever. So. Yeah, nothing um, like googling cat pictures in the middle of a podcast to distract you. Yeah, look at all these. Some of these are ugly. Some of these are cute. I like. Well, them. it's funny because I actually wanted a savanna cat first. If you know savannah, what those, that might no, be worth the Google. I don't, I don't know anything. I'm learning. I'm, getting, I'm going to school here. Yeah, and my savannah boyfriend at the cat. time was like, "We're not getting a savanna cat. Oh, they're like shit. huge. They're like a leopard." Yeah. Wow. Leopard body cat head for everyone listening. You have to go Google this later, everybody. Savannah cat. You'll thank me. You'll thank us both later. Like, oh, wow, look at that thing. Yeah. So the munchkin cat was, uh, you know, a good option uh, for yeah, probably you, having an apartment. <laughs> you're just collecting all sorts of cool oddities with those cats. That's awesome. You give them crazy names, too. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I like so, it. So maybe we'll have a different title, but that's very tempting. <laughs> I know. I'll take it. I love cats. That's like, I, I'm totally okay with being the crazy cat lady. <laughs> okay. I, th I think it's happening. Maybe your personal brand just took a, a refresh just now. Yeah. <laughs> you no, have to go get that domain later and, uh, you know, book that. I know. I know. Cats and food and traveling. If I could mix the three of those together. Cats, would... food, and travel. It's not a bad, that's not a bad mix. I've heard, I've heard worse mixes. Yeah, traveling. We're going to get to food and traveling later for sure, too. So, um, you know, back to that focus group. By the way, I love tangents, so this is all good. And I keep track. Otherwise, if we're both forgetting, then it's, it's over. But I remember uh, the focus group. Um, what kind of conversations? Do you, do you remember any in like people that stuck out to you or things that they said that were just interesting or anything blow your mind? Or was it kind of like all kind of things you were thinking? Um, well, some things are things I was thinking. Some things were, uh, th there's, I remember one thing, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it had to do, oh, pictures. Um, so one person uh, in our company that's higher up uh, loves pictures from the side of uh, like exterior photos of our homes. They like oh. it from like an angle and they think that looks, you know, the best. Right. And I always thought that straight on looked the best. So I remember the whole focus group said that they like straight on and I remember being like yes I'm Thank right you. I know <laughs> I just have to be right so I was really right. happy about that right um, and then next time you're in a meeting you're like actually our focus group 10 out of 10 said that they like straight on I yeah so like that made it uh like nice just we really asked them like every possible question that I could think of even color schemes and things like that they didn't like our logo we still have the logo they don't like <laughs> the colors of our logo but we still have it. We don't like the colors of our logo either, <laughs> but we need to just make the change. But we've been around for 25 years. So. Wow. Yeah. 
It's hard can't, to change after 25. Can't change it. Can't change everything. Yeah. Maybe, and we, maybe a little rebrand is in order, you know? You never know. I know. It's just on so many things. It's like, you know, it's it, it would be a lot just because we have it on so many different items. But, you know. I don't know. I kind of like it. It looks like floors in a house. You just need a roof on it. Yeah. See, I like that. But the colors. So, like, the yeah. light blue and orange and things and brown. It's like, you know. Is that what those are? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, to me, it's like golden, light blue and burgundy or something. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like that, remember that dress that was like a blue or what color was it for you? I don't remember. Oh my gosh. It was either either gold or or blue. blue. Yeah, it was gold or blue. And I remember that. And I remember at first I saw it one way and then I saw it the other and then I couldn't see it the other way again. (laughs) It was like my brain like adjusted to that and wouldn't go back. Yeah, I think I think I I've never seen it gold, and I always thought people that saw it as gold were crazy. And it's weird that like people would still see it as one, and other people see it. Like, how do you even do it? I don't know. I don't know how you do that. But that would be a cool logo if like everyone saw your logo colors differently. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, I gotta what, figure out how to do that. <laughs> like, what colors do you see? Oh, I see uh, red, white, and blue. Really? What colors do you see? Green, orange, and yellow. Like, so weird. Um, people just get embedded in their heads. <laughs> yeah, it could go viral. <laughs> right? So um, another question I had, because um, you mentioned a lot of really cool things uh, when we were smashing that first myth. I know we have other myths to smash too. But uh, you mentioned, uh, first of all, the video. Um, and shout out to Ethan. I don't know if you caught his episode from Bomb Bomb. He's amazing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a blast with him. I was even asking like, you know, I was like, Ethan, I'm kind of video shy. What should I do? And he's like, you got this, Casey. You can do this. And I was like, all right, I can do this. Uh, and then I sent like 100 videos out after that. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. cool. Um, the 100 touches in 30 days, are those all like really deliberately planned? Or does just sales just go crazy with it? Uh, they're deliberately planned. Okay. We have them all scheduled out of exactly what people do on which days. Wow. Uh, the first seven days are actually uh, the most. So seven days, we really touch people quite a few times a day. Um, and then the rest is mostly like one or two times at most. I think you're probably blowing people's minds in terms of like, wouldn't just everyone unsubscribe? But like, is it received well? And how many people just flat out reject it right away? Not very many. I'm really? actually really surprised by that. Um, but it's just like people, because they signed up for more information. I mean, the ones on social weren't great, but the other people, I mean, they wanted to know more. Um, and our online sales advisor team's great because wow. they aren't trying to sell you anything. They actually can't sell you anything uh, because they're just the ones that, they're like the matchmakers. Uh, wow. They're like the information people and the matchmakers. So they set them up with a sales counselor that then they'll see the home with. They can't sell the home on their own. So they give you all the information. They tell you about your budget. If you don't know anything about mortgages, they teach you about that, um, which is really great because a lot of people, especially millennials, don't know about mortgages. I've never bought oh, yeah. a home. If For I didn't sure. work in the home, home industry, I wouldn't know you know, what my monthly payment would be or what I could afford. So they really right. educate people. Um, so it's not like trying to sell it all, which is really nice. Um, so people really don't um, unsubscribe that. They don't often. mind it, right? Because you're actually providing value the whole time. That's very interesting. Yeah, and we do it in so many different ways that people can pick what's their favorite, you know, type of communication. Got it. Got it. Like, choose your own adventure, but we're just letting you know with all these different examples, hey, talk to me on here, talk to me on here, talk to me on here. You want a phone call, one of this, but however you want to talk to me, let's let's chat. And then also here to help. 
interesting. I think when I was first thinking about 100, I was like, man, I, I could see people running for the hills. But if they are literally signing up for more information, they already got the photos, additional photos they saw. So it's not like they're getting tricked from Facebook. They're just like, yeah, give me more information. And they probably appreciate the follow-up and the help just staying on, on top of things. Yeah, they really do. And they actually end up, one of our online sales advisors, Gina, she is a rock star. She's already sold over because they technically can get the sale if the sales counselor they set them up with gets the sale. Then they, that counts as that for them. Um, and she's gotten over 100 sales uh, this year already. She might be close to 150. Um, yeah. So she's a rock star. And she tries to set those appointments on the first day. And she does it a lot. Right. So, like, will like come in and like meet with someone about yeah, it? So she'll, yeah. So she'll like set, say, you know, hey, can we put a time on the books for an appointment? And that's what we call traffic or those appointments. Right. Um, so she'll do it on the first day. She'll get in touch with them. Um, so she's Jeez. like a little wizard of it. Like, yeah. I, uh, I don't you know, know how she does it. Was it always this way? Because I think one of the positives from this, so I'm thinking like operationally from as a marketing uh, person, is that at least you know that when you get a lead, sales is actually going to call them. You know, I think that's for a lot of other people, that's the big complaint is, you know, okay, you wanted more leads, I got you more leads, and then you didn't call them until seven days later, and they're not interested anymore. They already bought somebody else, or, you know, like you lost, lost track, or they didn't call them at all. So at least they're calling them. I, did you help set this thing up or what kind of the conversations do you have going back and forth with sales? Well, it's actually funny that you say this because um, Gary Frank, our um, uh, online sales advisor manager, um, he actually went to Do You Convert, um, that big conference. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. And he learned there, they did, they uh, went and uh, signed up for a bunch of information um, on builders' websites. And uh, I think only like, 40% or something. I can't remember if it's 46%, but it's a really uh, actually called them eventually. And like barely any called when someone would sign up for more information, called them right away, which is just insane to me that, you know, right. you're going to get these leads and not, we, we expect people to call within five minutes. If our team doesn't call them within five minutes, it's a loss. They should be calling them because they get that right away. They're on their, they're in front of their computers at all times. I love that. And they want those leads. When we get, um, we use Drift as our live chat. Sure. Um, and when those come in, people get them within like four seconds. Like <laughs> one of our um, sales advisors, she's always like, everyone's already like claimed the Drift ones before I even get the notification that they even like did it. Like <laughs> they even asked to speak to someone. Man, that's awesome. Sounds like that team is hungry. They're just ready to, ready to get it. They are. They, they're really, you know, great at that. Everyone is really hungry and, you know, they have that drive, um, which we've really put into them um, right. because they want to hit their sales goals. And Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the way to do it. Jeez. Um, you know, you had talked about switching the ads around, um, you know, from lead ads to traffic ads and the idea, uh, you know, that just got me thinking about ads. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about was like the branded ads. And yeah. I've heard, you know, yays, I've heard nays. What's your take on just straight up brand ads? So I actually like brand ads. Cool. Um, I feel like a lot of people think of brand ads, you know, they think of even like billboards. Um, and, you know, everyone's like billboards are dying, which they are. For example, we spent uh, $230,000 on ads back in 2015. Um, and now we're spending barely 30,000 on ads this year um, for billboards. Oh, 230? Like yeah. thousand million thousand? Thir thousand. 230,000 wow. in 2015. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, so it might be cheaper to hire someone to like dance with a sign on, on the corner of the street or something. You know? I know that that's like how I feel. It's like billboards aren't the, should not be your main, you know, way right. of advertising to people, but they can be useful in some situations. I still think um, we have one billboard that we've had for three years and it's on the corner. Um, it's at a, a stoplight um, in Brighton and it's a four way stoplight. Um, it's a long light and it's actually mm. right in the middle of three different communities that are all within uh, two miles of it. Okay. So people can see that. Um, and then they recognize your brand. I think that's really important because I think that people still aren't recognizing brands. Um, there's like the seven rule that you need seven touches with a brand before you recognize it. Um, so I think billboards can um, be helpful for that. The other day I was driving um, to work and I saw a billboard for this restaurant called Noble Restaurant hmm. and I'd never heard of it. Um, and I was just didn't think twice about it, but then I needed to go get lunch with my team. Um, and I was like, I looked up their menu and we went there and it was great. And now I'm going to get it a lot. So it's like in the right place um, toward the right audience. I think it's important. Um, display ads. I think display ads are the new billboard ads um, because, you know, you can't measure that. Um, if you looked at our display ad uh, traffic to the website, it would be 1% of our traffic. Um, right. So but it's branding. Um, so people actually know it and they trust it. Um, buying a home is the biggest purchase that, you know, someone makes in their life and they're not going to do that willy nilly, you know, right. they yeah. want to know and trust a brand. Um, huh. so by branding us, um, people, you know, are familiar with us and they feel more comfortable, um, with buying, you know, a home from us. And I guess it's kind of a leap of faith there because like that noble, is it noble? Restaurant? Yeah. Noble restaurant. Where, where are they based out of? What city? In Grand Rapids, yep. Oh, okay, so Grand Rapids. Now. Yeah, next time in Grand Rapids, I'll have to swing by and check this place out. But, like, they'll never know the ROI unless they happen no. to listen to the show and someone tells them, hey, by the way, that billboard, it actually earned you, like, a professional lunchgoer and, and team, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, they won't know that, so but they got to just sort of try it. And I think sometimes we sort of overcorrected in the marketing world and we're like, okay, if we can't track it, we probably shouldn't do it. But there's, like, this sort of gray area of, you might want to still test things that you can't track. Yeah, exactly. Like display ads. Um, so my predecessor before me got rid of uh, all display and branding ads. Ah. Um, and what we saw was that our conversions went way, way down and our direct traffic went down. So people were, you didn't, weren't familiar with us and just typing in Alan Edwin, you know, dot com anymore um, because they just didn't know who we were. Right. And the conversions were down too. Mm -hmm. Because they they hadn't already seen this, you know, seven or more times. They like, oh yeah, I've seen you guys. You guys are everywhere because the display ads. I don't think people necessarily know that you may actually just be cookied and everyone's not seeing them. Maybe you're seeing them, or maybe people are. But either way, like seeing that over and over again, you're like, oh, you guys, you're everywhere. You know, I know your name for sure. Yeah, and I like that you brought up uh, who's seeing them because I think that's something that's really important. Uh, are targeting these ads. Um, because a lot of people will just, you know, send out the ads. Okay. People in Grand Rapids, but it's like, you can target everything yeah. so well. I have like a great, we did um, an exercise in the marketing department because I was trying to show this to them. Right. Um, and I had everyone create a Facebook ad and try to target themselves and see if the ad showed up on their Facebook. <laughs> it, it was really fun. Cause you can, you know, base it on behaviors, interests, yeah. demographics. So mine actually showed up first. Um, and I was targeting people that like to travel, like to eat cats. You can target it by political views. Sure. Um, 
we in last Christmas, um, we do this uh, big campaign for the Humane Society to try to gain money uh, oh, for cool. them. Um, so we did uh, the campaign and targeted uh, people that like to volunteer and people that liked animals and things like that. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can really target it and it's about knowing your audience. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a great example of that last year. Um, so there is a survey that came out that said uh, like 89% of millennials um, have uh, pets. And it was like 60 some percent of people said, I think, no, I think it was like 43, 43% of millennials said that uh, the desire to have an animal or because they have a dog, um, that would be why they would want to move into a home. So people that haven't bought a home before that are millennials would want to move because of a dog. Interesting. So, yeah. So we are like, we're totally going to, you know, make money off of this. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was like, so we made a bunch of dog campaigns, and to this day, that's our best performing campaign. We focused on renters who own dogs. Wow. And now, all now the where did that intel come from? That was it an article. Where so, did you read that? Um, Money.com um, was the one that had uh, the part about dogs. Um, that um, that they 43% or 42% of millennials that had never bought a home said that their dog or the desire to have one would be a key factor in the decision-making. And then from realer.com, it was the, that was where I got the 89% um, wow. of people of millennials um, oh, that 89% uh, millennials who bought a home this year um, have a pet. Uh-huh. And if you don't, Hey, great. You're traveling, you're doing your thing. But as soon as you get that dog, it's like a, Mm -hmm. starter child time to settle down you can't just go all over the place you're interesting and that's been your best your best targeting yeah those ads that. are they're really cute too i'm not even a dog person and i really like them they're all like there's a picture of a dog and it's like uh toto we're not in an apartment anymore oh like, snap yeah 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 or like a like, dog in a dog house outside that says like looking to move up or you know something like that <laughs> <laughs> I could see that being really fun to kind of come up with those things and just sort of try them out. But to see the results happen, that's got to be pretty rewarding. Oh, yeah. It really is. Every meeting when um, our uh, SEM um, provider comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, your display ads that perform, you know, the best are those dog campaigns that you created. And I always look at my boss and I'm like, mm. <laughs> how about them? How about them animals? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Huh. So, okay. So, Tying it all back together, display advertising, it, it, you know, all the ships rise in the harbor. So getting rid of those might get rid of your, might lower your conversions, lower your direct traffic. So you may not be able to track it, but it can help. So it's something that people should test and try turning it off, see what happens, or just try turning it on, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would definitely say that because, yeah, since we've um, developed more of those um, display ads and really worked on perfecting our targeting, um, our traffic hasn't went up, but our conversions now to sales, mm -hmm. one in three people that meet with us at an appointment will buy a home, wow. which industry average, that's insane. Like, you know, sure. other uh, builders aren't seeing that. So now, now are they doing that just so you stop calling them? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, maybe <laughs> I'm sick of these calls. I'll just buy a home already. Yeah. Oh, fine guys. Fine. I'll buy your, I'll buy your home. Let's do this. No, that's, that's really cool. Okay. So yeah. display ads, brand ads, you know, I always thought too brand ads, it, it's the cheapest on the block. If you're the brand, you know, like Google's like, Oh, yeah. you're this brand. Cool. You can have it for like five cents. Cause normally people don't spend money on there. So you can have it for free almost. Yeah. Whereas um, other people trying to jump on your brand, 
um, tend to pay like a huge price. Um, mm -hmm. I remember being in an agency and, and someone much higher than me came up with some idea to like, Ooh, let's, let's go after their brand. And we're like, well, you know, that's really expensive because Google's going to give them cheap ads and they're going to make us pay twice as much because or quadruple because we're not actually yeah. that brand. Um, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. Let's, let's spend several thousand dollars testing this thing out. And we did, and it wasn't very successful. Um, it was very expensive. That was the only thing we were like, we've confirmed this has been very expensive because people were looking for that brand. So why would they click on this other brand? But either way, we tried it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to defend your territory with some you know, really inexpensive brand ads. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go after our name, actually. Do they um, really? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, fine. I'm like, spend your money because like if people are searching for us, they're going to go to our website, they're going to go to your website and they're going to like ours better. Yep. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and, and I remember there's this, um, like the Dollar Shave Club. I remember Googling them one time and then there's this other club called Harry's. And I remember they had this ad front and center that was like, you deserve better than a dollar or something. And they, they were bidding on there. And I just tried it again to see if it showed up and it doesn't, but you've got like Gillette, Dollar Shave Club, Harry's. So, you know, so Dollar Shave is sort of protecting their brand with an ad, but Harry's is in there trying to, trying to you know, make things happen and bid on somebody else's brand. So yeah, you got to, got to be checking that out, especially if you've got a good brand other people are trying to capitalize on it, right? So you got the billboards, you got the things that going on. They want to try to steal your traffic. Yep. It's crazy. Um, I had Alan Edwin um, uh, up.com up and I'm getting, getting harassed by uh, chat right now. So I'll probably have to close that yeah. out. <laughs> you like our, our uh, call to actions? I, I feel like that's like a huge one there because we have that schedule an appointment or uh, right at the top it's our register bar um so that's on every page that people go to and then we have schedule an appointment um where people can click and actually schedule an appointment online which has been a game changer for us um because you get you know you make your hair appointments online doctor's appointments online everyone wants to do everything online i hate talking to people if i have to call someone i'm not happy <laughs> you know what i really like people should totally check this out is uh you had a simple thing that said find out more information and and this is what you're talking about like yeah. the call to action it just asks for my first name so I'm like oh i'll give you my first name no problem and then it does magically after i type in casey it says okay how about your last name and, and your email and i won't fill this out because i know what happens if i do but um <laughs> oh, it'd be interesting to see how quick you got a call <laughs> you want to try that see what happens be interesting okay. but yeah and you see our little bot at the bottom um i just changed that last week it was like just a little robot looking live chat yeah. guy and yeah, i changed yeah. it to a dog <laughs> got it well, so now just, it's a robot dog i just filled it out 11:39 p.m oh just turned 11:40, so i'll give him 11:40. okay so you're saying this dog um oh yeah it's like a little computer dog i'm here to help that's awesome it's not like oh buy my thing it's like are you do you need some help yes let's go quick question about the pro we'll chat about chat later uh for sure that, that's a, actually why don't we talk about chat now what do you what's your thoughts on chat so i really like chat um we yeah. had a different live chat um software before and we switched to drift at the end of last year um and our leads have been way higher from drift um it's a bot so i know everyone has the you know thoughts some people like bots, some don't I hate when I call and there's like a bot and I have to press a bunch of numbers and it's not a real person, right. but online, I like the bot. I really like it on a website because you can get exactly what you need quickly. Um, and then for us, we have our online sales 
um, advisors waiting to jump in whenever they feel necessary. So if you, you know, and you can click, one of the first options is that you just want to talk to someone right now and you can just click it and just talk to someone if you want a real person. If you just want information, you can click something else. If you need customer care team, you're a buyer already, yeah. you can click that. You've got some cool choices here on the path. It's like, yes, let's go at the top. Makes total sense because you're saying like, okay, if you, if you want, if it's go time, like let's, let's talk. Yeah. That's number one. And that way those people don't have to sort through the whole list, but then everyone else, quick question, customer care, Hablas Espanol, spring escrow, where I'm a realtor, which means, okay, we're going to put you in a different category. We won't harass you. We'll maybe work with you or something, but we love realtors. Cool. So we might still harass them for uh, their uh, leads. We, your team we, is totally going to harass them. Yeah. We love realtors like realtor partners. Oh, They've gotten us in the downturn during 2008. Mm. Realtors are what kept us afloat. Realtors and first-time homebuyers. I mean, they help you out because we always say we want to partner with them. We will never cut a realtor out of a deal. We actually, our sales team gets more if they work with a realtor because we yeah. love having that partnership um, and those connections. Huh. Yeah, partners yeah, Partners are keys. But you know, to your point in the downturn and whatnot, uh, makes total sense. Uh, but let me go back to chat real quick. Um, any best practices, like you dumped some other platform, you got drift, um, and you're right, the bot can, like you don't have to feel rude not talking to you. I'm, like, I'm ignoring your bot right now, and I don't feel rude. But if I hit like, yes, let's go, I would have to, mid-podcast, be like, I can't talk right now. I, I would feel rude to a person. But for a bot, you're like, hey, hold on, bot. I'll be there in a second. Yeah, exactly. And I love that it pops up because I think that's really important. Yeah. Our other one didn't pop up. And oh. then I love that because it's on there, you can see, I don't know how to explain this, but on the tab, it'll show that something's going on. Um, like yeah. if you click out of that tab and go to a different tab, it'll look like something's like going on on there. So it makes you click back to the website and that one. Oh, right, right. That's see, that's what got my attention while we were chatting here i'm trying to pay attention to you and this little thing in the tab is like blinking at me yeah like, oh uh-oh something's happening i need to go back to this website so that, that's smart it kind of brings you back in mm -hmm. and it has the schedule and appointment right on there so you could schedule a time that works best with you to have our um online sales advisors call you right. uh which is awesome too because i mean people like right now i wouldn't want to talk to someone right now because i'm sitting at work but you know if you can call me at 4.30 when I'm driving home, you know, and I'm in right. the car and I don't have anything to do anyway other than sit in traffic, you know, right. that would be ideal. Huh. So what, what are the kind of best practices? I, I, got, I wrote down, you know, scheduling an appointment on there, being able to, to do that. Any other kind of tips or things you've seen right or wrong with chat? Um, I'm trying to think here. I feel like a lot of times it just takes too long to talk to a real person. Uh. Um, and you need to put too much information in. Um, we really uh, made that a lot easier um, because people don't want to put a ton in. I mean, when you go to certain stores and you buy something, purchase an item, and then it asks you for it to put in your order number, oh my gosh, that just drives me crazy because it's like you have to look up the order number, and then if you can't copy and paste it and you have to type it in, you might mess it up, and then it doesn't recognize it, you know, something yeah. like that. I and, never have the order number handy. Like, it's not even a thing. I'm hitting zeros like nine times to try to get through that. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating. And um, ours actually combines with Pardot, um, so which is really nice too, because then we can see actually who's coming back. Um, Got it. So if someone comes back onto our website, we know who they are. Um, Got it, right, okay. So definitely so, connected to the marketing automation. Yeah, so I love that as well. Um, and really just making those playbooks, because we, so 
we develop the playbook. So I can make different playbooks for different pages, different playbooks for someone that's been on the website before, different playbooks for how long you've stayed on the website, um, and just catering those. Like if you're, you know, in the looking in Grand Rapids or Detroit, it's saying something like, you know, looking for homes in Detroit. So it's like, oh wow, you know, they're recognizing me. Um, so it just feels better and yeah, makes people more likely to click. More customized too, right? It would be kind of crazy to have just like one playbook or one experience for the whole site. I like that you're customizing based on, you mentioned like time on page, how they've been there or where they come from or what are they doing? Yeah, just kind of making it much more, um, I don't want to say customized, but yeah, tailored to their experience. Yeah, exactly. It's that targeting, you know, you got to target and tailor to um, each customer because everyone's different. For sure. And I'm sure there's a million other things, but like I'm looking at what you're, you, if this is a playbook, I like it, this seems like a great example. One of the best ones I've seen of like how to set chat up, especially in the bots, because this doesn't feel like it's um, putting me off to a bot. It feels like I've got all the options and it feels like there's been some real thought behind what options do we want to ask people you know, up front on that, that bot page. Definitely. And I feel like I could spend another, you know, day, days, you know, hours and days on uh, customizing that because there are so many different things yeah. that you can add. I mean, you look at the back end and it's this huge spider web, you know, of all of the, if this, <laughs> then this, and it takes you down all these different, you know, areas and leads you to different, you know, options. Um, and I love Drift. I really do. I feel like that's, you know, a great um, live chat feature. Um, they keep coming out with new things, which I really like. They just came out with a video. Wow. Um, so we're testing that uh, right now. We still like our bomb bomb videos, um, <laughs> but uh, oh, they're that's a good call. That they might be in competition at, at this point, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably will uh, be because they're making videos just like that. Um, they just came right. out with new seating, so every person on our OSA team has a seat, um, and they can you know go on and chat. Well, Got now it. they added the feature where you can have seats even if you're uh, for your calendar. So like all of our sales counselors calendars can combine to there, you know, our people wow. that aren't on our online sales team. So now we can have scheduling appointments for all those people. So right in their right. like email, um, their, you know, end line there, they can have schedule an appointment with me. That makes so. sense. Huh? I, I really feel like chat has really like resurfaced in the B2B world, you know, like it, it was all kind of a B2C thing and we we're kind of, okay, great. And then it sort of, it's kind of exploded with drift and qualified and these like vendors really picking up the pace. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, and it's such like one of those things that like everyone either likes it, you know, or they don't like it people, you know, like I, but I really feel like I like it. Um, I really do. I think that it is super helpful for people and it's just a quick way for people to get answers. I mean, if they had yeah. to wait, you know, okay, you're in the queue. If you have to wait <laughs> for someone to like talk, is not you're not going to hire a million people you know to yeah. do that and this enables our sale, our online sales team to do things that are important and be calling and emailing and videoing uh leads 100 times in 30 days opposed to you know answering every little question on right uh, yeah that makes sense um and you know one of the questions i have with you and i know you really pounce on those new leads what's your thought on that, you know, the age old phrase of like, focus on your new leads or, oh, no, 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 convert your old leads. I mean, is it different because you don't buy a house a million times in a row or what, what's your take on where you focus your time and attention? So we really uh, spend a lot of uh, focus on referrals um, just because 
Yeah, our sales team always wants new leads. As I said, they're obsessed with new leads, um, but focusing on customers who already bought um, are important. Um, people want to build a home with a home builder they trust. Um, so if someone's already built with us and can spread their good experience uh, to their peers and people, it becomes a lot easier of a sale. Uh, and referrals are actually one of our highest uh, converting initial points of contact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Makes I mean, sense. Yeah. So we do. We try to put a lot of focus um, to people who already bought, uh, even though they might not buy with us again for 5, 10, 15, 20, you know, years, right. however long they want to stay in the home. Um, so kind of what we did uh, to figure all of this out was we actually um, shadowed our customer care team. Mm. Uh, and they're, they're the people who work with all the people who already bought. Um, they work with people, you know, that are happy, that are unhappy, sure. you know, have random, you know, yeah. things just to get that experience. So we then learned what our customers love, what they, you know, hate. Um, so what we did uh, is we started building out this new way of kind of uh, learning from people's home decisions. Um, so. For example, anyone that builds a home knows that a home settles um, after some time. You know, you might get sure. some cracks. Um, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. You know, there might be things that are missed, um, paint that might just look a little different. Uh, so every time now after someone um, closes, two months after, we come out and we address all their issues that they have. Wow. Um, and fix them all. And so we're getting ahead of the game. So instead of, because our, our reputation is really important for referrals too. Um, so... You know, when someone's unhappy, they're way more likely to leave a review than when they're happy. We all know that. Um, so we're kind of getting ahead of those that everyone knows. In two months, we are going to come to your home and fix anything you have. So they don't have to be, you know, upset and leave a review like, oh, I noticed this crack, you know, in my like driveway. I don't understand why it's there. It's like, no, you know, yeah. we're going to come out and we're going to fix that after two months, which, you know, is a, a lot of time. And then even to go a step further, we made another one at 11 months that we were going to come out and wow. do our walkthrough. But to even take it a little further, we give people the option that they can either have us come out and fix everything at 11 months, or they can pick a $200, $250 to $500 gift card, depending on what home they build and how you know expensive the home is. Sure. Um, and they can just take that gift card and do the repairs and things themselves. Wow. <laughs> so say your house is perfect, you made $250 or $500. Right. Uh, and actually, a lot of people pick the gift card, which is nice because then, you know, we're not spending our time to go out and people can then do exactly what they want. You know, they right. might say, oh, this little thing I was going to have them fix isn't that big of a deal, but I could yeah. use that for this home improvement, you know, or something right. like that. Or maybe I want to change the color of the walls, like, you know, something like that. And then they can use that gift card for that. And then how does the referrals and tie into that? Are they, I'm sure they're constantly asked for them or do you? maybe a week after that you're like hey do you know anybody <laughs> well so we um the way that we do it is after three months after closing um so a month after that first walkthrough we send um a survey out through guild quality i don't know if you've heard of them they're, yeah. they're a third-party site um that rates um builders and things like that um so after three months every person that builds with us whether they're happy unhappy you know if we know someone's unhappy they're still getting that survey. Um, oh, yeah. And it, it asks them a bunch of questions, right? Your production manager, your sales, you know, person, your showroom experience. Um, and then one of the questions is, would you recommend us to a friend or family member? Um, and last quarter, we had 94% recommend. Wow. So that's big. And I'll tell you, the industry average is 70% recommend. In the industry? Yeah, for Jeez. builders. You're at 94. No wonder. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we're really proud of that. Um, 
and it does it has to do with our team being so robust so that when people you know say oh I'm looking for a home they'll suggest Alan Edwin um, and we do a couple more things that are kind of just nice things to you know keep everyone you know happy and referrals um, and that's uh, so when someone closes our production manager goes into their home and they put an Alan Edwin grill set on their table um, and two Alan Edwin mugs uh, so that yeah, grill so set though that's like epic yeah so then when they're having little uh barbecues with all their friends <laughs> they'll all see that little girl set and be like oh wow that's so nice they gave you that that's a great giveaway that makes total sense mm -hmm, with our logo right on top um and then two years ago this was a real game changer um we developed this idea to give out one year anniversary cookie baskets okay so one year after they close they get this big cookie basket that says happy one year anniversary in your home. And it has the family name on it and everything. And oh my goodness, like the feedback we get from that is insane. Everyone posts it on social media. So then we get all of their followers seeing it. They always say something nice. And then they always email our customer care team and tell them that they, they got it too. And they're always like, this was so nice of you guys. Thank you, you know? And if they're letting us know that they appreciate it, they're definitely telling other people. And Definitely. now with social media, you post everything on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's like, no one's going to get this huge cookie basket that says your name on it and not post it on social media. Right. Like that's an instant, like Instagram, Facebook, put it all over the place. And it probably says Alan Edwin, like right there and the, next to their mm -hmm. name. Yeah. So you get, you're getting like a bunch of impressions for that too. That Like oh, you yeah. can't even track that, but it's like magic. You're getting like referral impressions for free. Yeah, we really can't. I mean, but they tell you know when we ask someone how they came through you know they'll say so-and-so you know bought a home or so-and-so told us and yeah. we we see a lot of people come in that way um wow. one one community was kind of funny i think we had like eight different people families building that community that were all like connected because they all referred were referred by the first person Jeez, that's killer and that just compounds right like a snowball you just get more and more customers in more and more referrals out and then that's how you're keeping all these people, these hungry folks busy and, and, and active because you've got referrals coming in, you've got the leads coming in. I, you've, you know, you've definitely got your work cut out for you with all these hungry salespeople, but it sounds like all these different things add up to keeping them busy and growing the company. Definitely. So who are you? How did you become this crazy cat woman of marketing with amazing marketing you know plans and advertisements and grill sets and all this stuff like take us back take us back to like the days of like little Rachel did you always know you're going to be in marketing you know uh, well I actually wanted to be a lawyer when I was younger um, oh, wow. I love arguing with people and convincing them uh, that I'm right or convincing them you know to do something sure uh, like my stepdad he always said he'd be like oh yeah Rachel would convince me like that she could really do anything. And he's like, and then I'd later be thinking about it and being like, why did I let her do this? Like one time <laughs> went to this mo the movie uh, store to uh, rent a movie. Yeah. It, back when there were, you know, family back videos and blockbusters. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was this movie and it was, um, I think it was called like Team America or something with a bunch of these like little puppets. And Oh, that is, yeah, okay, that one, yeah. Yeah, and um and I convinced him to let me like rent it and watch it. And we're sitting there watching it. And he's just like, what? Like, how did I ever let her rent this movie? This is horrible. Like her guys? mom's going to kill me. 
oh, I'm three years older than my little sister and we watched it together. And I was probably like, oh, I'm trying to think of what year it came out. Maybe like, I was like 12 or 13. Wow, you totally pulled the wool over his eyes because that, that is like, is like hilarious, but it's also super dirty. Yeah. It's like the worst show to let kids watch ever. <laughs> I know, because it's puppets though. That's how I got yeah. it. I was like, oh, it's just, it's a, it's like animated puppets. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He's like, it's got a high rating. And I'm like, huh, I'm like, maybe the puppets like have their clothes off at times so they think it's dirty. You know? Right, <laughs> like, right. You just, I totally. You sold him. <laughs> I did. I sold. So he always said, he's like, if you become a lawyer, I will pay for law school. But no then, um, yeah. But um, so my best friend, her dad was a lawyer, and I told him how I wanted to be a lawyer and everything. And he goes, Rachel, you do not want to be a lawyer. He goes, Being a lawyer is horrible. If I could go back, I would not be a lawyer. He's like, wow. All you're doing is paperwork. He's like, What you like to do isn't what's being a lawyer. He's like, You're not going to be, you know, in court arguing your case. He's like, You're going to be in the library. Because this was back, you know, apparently before he knew how to use the internet. Because yeah. <laughs> like, you'd have to go to the library to look up all these past cases, yeah, you know, case things law like and that. All that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to like go to the library all the time and write. Like, that's not me at all. <laughs> like, right. So, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, you know what? Advertising and marketing. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, I could convince people to do a certain thing, you know, and learn about people and use it, you know, to my own right. advantage. Right. So that makes sense. So you went to school, you actually went to school for it too, or PR or? Yeah. So um, in Connecticut, I went to school. I started off there um, and I went for advertising um, and promotions. Um, and what did I minor in? I'm trying to think now, but it was the most random of oh, philosophy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I minored in philosophy, which was just a really random one, but it actually, I learned a lot from it. Really? Um, yeah. Which was uh, really funny, but I liked it a lot. And then um, I transferred to Michigan state. Uh, I don't know if you've ever transferred schools, have, but yeah. yeah, nothing transfers. None of your credits transfer no. the way that you need them to do. So yeah. I wanted to transfer and go into, they didn't really have advertising. I wanted more marketing. Um, but to do that, I would have had to spend like an extra two years, um, than I already was going there. Um, no so I, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll get my degree in communications. That's fine. I actually had some really awesome classes there that taught me, you know, a lot about communications that helped sure. me. Um, and then right after college, within a week, um, I interviewed uh, at Allen Edwin, and I actually accepted uh, the job. I was the first person they interviewed. Um, and so for like a week and a half, I was waiting to see if I got the job. I was back up in my hometown of Traverse city. Um, and they said, you got the job. You need to start next week. So I had one week to try to find a place to live in Grand Rapids. And, and Traverse city is like way up there, right? That's like out in the boon, the boonies, the woods and. Yeah, but it's beautiful. It was rated. I think like good morning. America is the most beautiful place in America. What? Yeah. Sick. It is. It's beautiful. It seems like a tropical place with all the water and the dunes and things like that. Until it snows, right? And then it's... Yeah, I hate the snow. I know it's it's cold up there, but it's harsh, cold everywhere. Harsh winter. Yeah. It's not cold in Florida. No, but it's cold everywhere in Michigan. So I that's like, true. Yeah, that's true. Cold. So you, like, had to move, you had to move there in like a week. So you had just like, hey, I got a job. Time to be a big person now. And Yeah, yeah. it was tough because um, the place that I found was actually, so I was in my 20s, um, and uh, the place that I found that was close to downtown where I wanted to be was with two men in their four, late 40s, and I remember telling my mom, mm. I'm like, 
mom, I'm like, this is the only place I can find. And she's like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. She's like, I need to come down and meet these uh, men. And they were really nice guys, but you know, they just had a spare room and you know, they said that I could stay there and they were great. And I lived there, I think for four months until I found, you know, a good apartment on my own. Sounds like a sitcom waiting to happen. Like the two guys, (laughs) two guys and a recent graduate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they actually had another room that they ended up running out to this woman, probably in her seventies, but had some cats. And I swear she was like a witch doctor or something. That's actually what made me move out because I was like, that's just weird, you know, but. Not that you knew old guys. It was like, it was (laughs) old, 40 years. It's not the two adult men there. It was the crazy cat lady voodoo witch doctor that. Yeah. I did like the cats though. You You did like the cats. No, like you should totally, that would be like a, a perfect play or like book. A short story of like, you know, you living in this crazy apartment with these crazy people. Yeah, it, it was. It was it was different. When my uh, coworker came to move me, um, we went in the basement where the like washer dryer was and she was so scared she wouldn't even go down there. She's uh-huh. like, You've lived here this long? And I'm like, Yeah, it was fine. The basement's a little scary, but Was it like like the kind that's like an earthen basement where you can see the dirt and the stones and Yes. Cobwebs? Yeah, it was definitely and there was a lot of writing on the wall. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like on the like stone area it was weird but not there anymore now i have a great apartment right yeah now, now you're, you're free of that that's good that's good mm-hmm. um so you've been at alan edwin for a long time then like this has been like your job that you've sort of grown and become more of a marketer in yeah and i really like that because i mean if you're in um, marketing like at you know an advertising agency you're gonna have a specialty um yeah. you know like Right now, even with our company, we could have someone that just does social media, someone that does videos, someone that does yeah. our website, someone that does Salesforce, and I do all of those. Um, so it's really right. nice because I can kind of have my hands in everything. Um, so it's kind of made me really rounded um, because I need to kind of know a lot about everything, um, which is really awesome too, because I come in every day and every day is different. Um, right. Yesterday, we did this big presentation in front of 200 realtors. Um, just to talk kind of about where the market's going, about our pivot uh, to first-time home buyers and millennials. Um, the day before, I worked on our 25-year anniversary video. So I had a bunch of wow. people in our company. Um, I set all of that up. And then literally the day before, we did a photo shoot. Um, so I was in charge of the photo shoot. I actually brought some of my friends in because, um, you know, we're all women and um, did the photo Apparently shoot. Apparently, that's what, that's what works. <laughs> yeah. I had my dog there. Um, and then I had my, uh, the producer guy did a photo shoot with my sister and her, she is a one-year-old uh, baby that is literally the cutest baby. And that's I'm not cute. biased, I swear. Well, not all babies are cute. Not <laughs> no. all of them are. So it's good he that should- this one was. Yeah, you'll. I'm sure if you go to our website, you'll see pictures of them on it once I add all of those onto there. Sure. Um, but, you know, it's just like every day, you know, is different. Like having to be the Salesforce admin, you know, I didn't know anything about Salesforce. Um, but, you know, learned how to change everything and customize it to be exactly what we need and training people. There's nothing like it, being able to wear all those hats. Like, you know, I think I was talking a couple episodes ago with someone about how, how free you know, in a small company where you're like the marketer or one of two, you get to do everything. And almost there are no, almost no other jobs in a company that get to do even sales. Like you're doing sales, you made different styles of sales, but you're like doing the same, you know, accounting. You're not going to randomly pick up some other discipline, you know, more oh, tax law. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe attorneys, but like marketers, we, I mean, you just described like three or four different things in four different days. It's, it's, 
crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's like, I just learned so much and I'm constantly learning and like evolving, which really helps like help me to grow. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I can talk about anything. I can, you know, do anything. I can go into, you know, a million different things. And, and not only that, but if there's some new thing, you're so experienced at learning that uh, something new that it doesn't really bother you. Like, oh, I've never used that technology before. Let's go check it out, you know, and see what we can do. Yeah. And I think it's all just about the learning um, aspect for marketing. If you get someone in marketing, sometimes they can be, you know, just okay, I just know this. I'm the expert of this. Right. Um, when our digital uh, marketing uh, person left last year, um, I actually hired on someone that I know, and she was actually a social worker at a school. Um, right. So I yeah, so I told her, I was like, hey, do you want to, you know, come work for us? And she's like, I have no, you know, experience in marketing. And I go, that's fine. We're going to teach you everything anyway. I'm like, even mm. if you had experience in marketing, it really wouldn't help that much. I'm like, cause we have to teach you so many different things that no one's going to know all of these things anyway. Yeah. And yeah you learn by you know, doing. Mm -hmm. And she's been amazing. And she loves not having, you know, little kids um, all the time, you know, hitting her and pinching her and, yeah, you know, so <laughs> right? it's a great change for her. Maybe just some, some uh, really hungry sales reps, but that's about it. I know. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, you gotta throw away your master's degree and just come work for me. And she did. And it's been great. Yeah. It sounds like it's been fun too for her. So she's really found out. I mean, that's what you should do, right? Find that fun place you love working and don't worry about the degree or whatever you have. Just, you know, go find what your passion is. Yeah. Cause who knows what they really want to be at, you know, 18 years old anyway. Right. Yeah. And not that the major even reflects what you're actually doing too. You know, like mm -hmm. I thought, Oh, computer science, that sounds fun. And all it did is doom me to do more math than I ever want to think about ever again. And, you know, and getting deeper and deeper to the computer, kind of like, you know, you with the, with the law, I'd rather be talking to people and, you know, not in a library, not in a dark dungeon writing code. I like to like interact and, and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, the majors all sort of are wishy-washy anyways. Question, um, if you were to get back in a time machine and go back to the very beginning of your career, you just graduated school, about to move in, um, what kind of advice would you give yourself um, for your marketing, for your career? Um, probably uh, invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that'd be really nice. Um, I'd really like having all of that money. Um, but no, um, I would actually tell myself to just, you know, stick with it. Um, because, you know, when you first start working um, at a new job, I mean, there's a lot expected of you. It's, you know, fast paced. This company is really fast paced. We could have a campaign that rolls out that one day and it needs to start the next day. And it's yeah. like, whoa, okay, this is, you know, what we're going to have to do. The website, there were nights that I was like, we're here. And I was like, okay, well, do I even go home? Like, you know, or should I just like start working again for the next day? Like, right. so it, it was a lot when I like first started, but like, if you just stick with it, you learn so much and you're able to evolve so quickly and you, you know, learn what you need to uh, do to kind of experience everything the way that it's going. Because I mean, things are constantly changing and I mean, it's all about prioritizing in this company because you, there's never a time that you don't have something that you need to do. There's always probably like 20 to 30 things that you need to do, but it's all about prioritizing and what's most important right now. And then when you have some downtime, you can get to the other, you know, things. So it's just like, I really tell myself to, you know, just start prioritizing, you know, figure out what's most important and just ask. And if you can't get to something, it's fine because I just try to get everything done and I'd be spending, you know, so much time working that, 
you know, it'd be overwhelming. And I would have gotten burnt out had I not started prioritizing. That makes total sense, right? And I love how you said that. I mean, there's always going to be something to do. You're not going to ever not have, you know, nine to do's or 90. So it's not so much about how big that list is, but what's at the top of the list and second, third, or fourth. Any, any tips on, I mean, how did you prioritize? How did you figure that out and figure out what was on top and what should go next? Um, really a lot of it, um, were th things that I'd ask my boss even, you know, I'd be sure. like, you know, what is the most important thing that, you know, you need to have done? And he would just, you know, tell me what he really wanted. So I knew I could get those things. Um, our sales team, when they really need something, that's kind of my first priority. Reporting is really, that's a priority that I have every week because right. every Monday, I meet with the VP of sales um, and we go over all of our leads, <laughs> all of our traffic and where we're at in sales. Um, so just getting those reports every week is definitely a priority and just analyzing them and seeing, you know, what changes we can make. Um, and then you have, you know, the things like drift. I really want to create um, more playbooks, but it's been on my agenda of things, you know, as low priority for a while. Um, events, events are kind of something that's higher. I always think, you know, these events need to be executed, you know, at well. So we want right. to really keep that at a high priority. Um, and then with the marketing team, there's just three of us. Um, so we really are cohesive. Uh, and, you know, if I need to do something uh, today, for instance, um, for this, I was like, okay, Natalie, you need to set up um, all of the uh, lights for this podcast. Cause I'm like, it needs to look good. So she went and figured out all of our new lighting and like set it up for oh, that's me. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like, it's really like, and then sometimes she'll be like, okay, I need you to help me at this homeowner newsletter, you know? And I'll be like, okay, you know, I've got time to do it. So it's really working as a team mm. um, helps with that prioritizing. Cause we can tell, you know, and I tell each person, I say, you know, this is what's most important right now, get that done. And I don't care, you know, when the rest gets done, it just right. is, as long as it gets done at some point. Right. Um, so things with deadlines are always, you know, first events, um, Salesforce. I would love Salesforce, all of the new um, ideas that I have for it to be yeah. first priority for our developer. Um, but I really have to prioritize all of those, even right. for him, because he's so busy. Right. Yeah. 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 You can't do it all at once. So you got to, that, that really is the secret, I think, to just getting things done. It's just knowing what you need to do first, second, third, fourth. Yeah, because like, so last year, um, for instance, um, we developed this whole new brand of floor plans for our homes. Oh, sweet. Um, because I told you our sales were bad, <laughs> weren't great right. last year. You're doing um, everything you can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just so different. Last year, we're over 100 sales light. This year, we're at uh, over, our goal was 680 homes. Um, we hit that in September. Wow. So, yeah, so now we're going to be like at probably 800 homes, which is just crazy. But it is because of um, learning from, prioritizing our pivot, um, which was our integrity floor plan launch. Um, and those were homes that were set to launch for first time home buyers. Because mm. what we realized was it wasn't that the spring market just didn't come. It was that we actually had priced out the first time home buyer. Got it. Yes. So we figured this out and we said, okay, we need to make homes at a lower price point. Um, so we started going to our vendors and we said, okay, we're going to switch vendors unless you can give us these many items. Cause we, we're buying more than you know most people yeah, all totally. of these, yeah so all of these at a lower price so we didn't even have to take out granite you know we didn't have to take out these beautiful fixtures out of our homes wow. we just made them a little more compact and we found ways that you know we could cut down without cutting down on quality or anything 
Um, and that floor plan now is like 60% of our sales are from that floor plan. Um, Jeez. But yet prioritizing that, we knew we needed to make that pivot and needed to make it quickly. So we made it in like one month. And that means- Wow. Going, and yeah, so we half of our homes are pre-sold homes that people like design themselves. Sure. And half of them are our spec homes, our showcase homes that we actually design. So we actually had to go back and redo all of those ones that, those showcase homes that we had already- planned for but now we had to make into our integrity line because we knew we weren't going to sell those big ones that we had planned at a higher price point so we had to do all of that in a month so it's like those kind of things that you're like we this needs to be priority this month is going to suck like you know this is going to suck like these last two weeks have been pretty busy for me and i'm like yep i know it's going to suck but after next week's done and i'm done with the conference i'm going to i'm like it's going to be you know i can get to all these lower priority items but until then i'm not going to stress myself out even thinking about them Right. That makes total sense. And then, and I guess in between when you're not, when you're not working, I know you love to travel. Have, have you, where have you been lately and what's on the horizon? Um, so I actually got engaged in May. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It was shake a Thor's hammer at you. Oh, thank you. Thor's hammer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. It was in front of the Eiffel tower. Um, so my fiance did it right. Awesome. Yeah, so right in Paris. Um, but on that trip, we actually uh, went to Paris, Prague, Vienna, Budapest, Croatia, Montenegro, and Bosnia and Germany. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we went all over. Um, I don't know if I would suggest it for everyone. I'm a really, <laughs> yeah, I'm a really fast-paced person that needs to be doing something at all times. I work out two or three times a day. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm like the first that always needs to be moving and doing things. So it worked well for me um, to be at each place for about two, three days. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it'd work well for everyone to do that. Um, but it was an awesome trip. Um, it was really the trip of a lifetime. I, yeah. I would travel all the time if I had invested in Bitcoin um, you know, <laughs> right? at the beginning of my career and was a billionaire. <laughs> exactly. Um, How long were you? So you were in Paris for a couple of days? Yeah. That was a couple yep. months ago? Yep. That was back in May, so. Okay, it makes yeah. sense. I just came back from there, too. Oh, really? Freaking fantastic. I didn't even know I was going to like it. And really? I thought, oh, Paris, you know, I hear about people being rude and, and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But no, it was fantastic. And that Eiffel Tower you were in front of, that proposal, it's way larger than any picture ever shows. You know, that thing just takes over the skyline. Yeah, it definitely does. And it was, I liked Paris a lot. I, I did too, suggest, yeah. I was on a, there on a Sunday and Monday. And everything's like closed on Sunday and Monday. So I'd planned to go to all these cheese shops because I love cheese and I really wanted to go to them, but they were like all closed. So that was like the only bummer really. Yeah, you're right. The weekend, it's it's so interesting that like stores close down. Close down. I know we were looking for, uh, when we were there, um, we were looking for like the pharmacy and they have these like green, you know, um, yeah, crosses, crosses on them, right? Yeah. But they're all closed on the weekend, or at least the ones in the area we're at. They're all closed. So it's like, okay, but you know, it's not like, oh, over here, CVS is kind of always open or one of those. It's like, no, you should make sure you do your shopping on the weekday because come weekend, we're out of here. It's crazy. Yeah. Any highlights? Where'd you go? Eiffel Tower? Now, the proposal was that like on that park right in front of it or? Yeah. um, I actually, so whenever I travel, um, sometimes I travel alone. So like, Last year, December, I traveled to um, uh, London and Dublin um, by myself. Okay. And whenever you ask someone to take a picture of you, 
they never take it right. I'm very particular about how pictures should look and just, they never do it justice. So I always hire a photographer when I travel. Um, just to, really? like, yeah, you can get them on Airbnb. They're not that expensive. Like based on the city. Um, they're, on like Airbnb or bucks. on like a fiber kind of thing? On Airbnb. Really? I, get, I, I hired both of them off of Airbnb. Wow. Um, yeah, because they have experiences. And um, so I got one for Paris as well. Um, and it was like, I spent a little more on the Paris one because I was like, oh, you know, we're going, it's Paris, you know. Might and well. my fiance is like, oh, I'm totally going to take advantage of this and propose yeah. while we have the photographer. So he actually um, emailed the photographer, told him, hey, I'm going to propose, um, you know, so can you just give me the signal when I should do it? And I had no idea that he was going to propose. I was even like a part of me was like wondering maybe if he would. And I was actually um, deferring him because even though we're in another country, we still had cat fur on his suit. Um, So I was like, you know, lint rolling him and seeing if there was any ring boxes in his pockets. And I was like, nope, there's nothing. He's definitely not proposing. And then we go through the photo shoot and it's an hour long photo shoot. And 45 minutes passed and he still didn't propose. So I was like, yeah, definitely not happening. Well, <laughs> well what had happened was the photographer forgot he was going to propose. So the photographer never gave him the signal to do it. So he finally was like, we're taking photos. He's like, can we get one more full body one back, like back here? So it wasn't even like the best area in front of the Eiffel Tower to take the photo. Like uh, I would have picked like a different one, but I love it because, you know, it is so, imp- I love the imperfect. Sure. Yeah. So it, it was a great time. I, How cool I to have a photographer there for the proposal like that. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was great because there were so many really good photos. And if I asked someone to take it, they would have messed it up for sure. Totally. You, know, you brought that up. I was at a drift conference and I came up with this thing because I was at the front of the stage before it got started. And um, some people asked for us to take a photo of them in front of the stage. And so I did. And then I, I thought I was telling some of the guys I was with, you know, People do usually try hard though. They're not necessarily good at it, but they try usually. But like, wouldn't it be, if it, they try, but they usually have terrible results. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if you, you like didn't try or you actually tried to make it the worst photo ever? Cause usually people are pretty polite and they're like, oh, oh, thank you. No, no, that's fine. I'm like, oh, you could look at them first. No, 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 that's fine. Oh yeah, they look good. Thank you. You know, no one's like, oh, that was a really shitty photo. Could you redo that? No one ever says that. Yeah. So after telling a couple of people that someone else asked us to take a photo, it was these like two guys. And so I was like, okay. Um, and then I, I purposely, like I put it at an angle. I cut off one of their heads <laughs> and I zoomed in and I took a bunch of photos like that and I passed it back and I was like, yeah, what do you think? Just see what would happen. And they actually were like, Oh, do you mind getting a couple more? Um, they did, but they said it so nicely, but they were like, Ooh, uh, it was, cause it was so bad. It was like, the worst photo you could ever take of someone uh, but like like we yeah everyone sort of tries in that situation but it, you know it's kind of like spoof it a little bit like oh yeah, yeah i tried really hard hey what do you think you're like oh great photo thanks <laughs> yeah there are I, where else so in paris did you go um oh god there's so many i'm trying to think because i had this app that actually planned out every little place that we would go um wow. I, but you can make it's the coolest app ever it's like maps plus and you can pin different areas and you can, I made different pins, different colors. So like landmarks were like different colors, food, restaurants were different colors. Um, even nightlife bars were different colors. Wow. And then I put like my uh, Airbnb in there so I could see exactly how far everything was away. And then I could really plan my route so that I could hit like everything 
that I wanted to kind of go to. You definitely stay active. I mean, 20,000, 30,000 steps, easy. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm always in those step competitions and I have to win. I like, I'll be like on the elliptical at night at like 11 o'clock at night when I could be watching TV upstairs. I'll be watching TV on the elliptical so that I can get those extra steps in. Might as well. We, we had a thing um, here at Treasure Impact where uh, it was like a Christmas gift. We got everyone um, one of those, what are the step, the basic step things that everyone has? Fitbits. Fitbits. Yeah. We got everyone a Fitbit for Christmas. And, and so we, we got one of those like private Fitbit groups on Fitbit.com. And then we're like, okay, competition every month to see who would ever and get, you know, gets a gift certificate or something. And it, it always ended up being between me and um, our bookkeeper and the team, Katie, who's fantastic. Uh, she's like, like grandmother and like super fit and but she's also competitive too. And so I remember being like, oh, I'm winning this thing. And it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night, 10, 30, 11 probably everyone's done walking not her she would see oh i'm second she would go outside walk around her house like 20 times just to make oh, sure yeah. she beat me so when i wake up in the morning i'm like i lost like ah, ah. yep it's crazy that, that's me i'll even be walking around a bar they'll see me i'm just like walking making circles in the bar like really? late at night yeah on a friday night if i need to win yeah i'm with you i'm with you i mean i got i got it on even now i'm doing stand-up podcast right here i get some <laughs> steps in for sure oh dang i should have done that i know right I need a stand-up desk. Where do you want to go next? Where would be a great uh, future? What's on the, the target, the hit list? So I'm really struggling because uh, my fiance told me that we can't go like anywhere out of the country until um, our honeymoon. We're go- we go to places all the time in the country. Sure. Like On Friday, we're leaving for Colorado. And then on Tuesday, I go to Austin, Texas. So yeah. I travel a lot like that. But he won't let us go anywhere until our honeymoon. And I wanted to go to Thailand and Indonesia. Um, and I actually wanted to go to like Cambodia and Vietnam too while I was there. Um, but I looked at a lot of things and they said the weather in Thailand and Indonesia are good at different times of the mm. year. So to hit both of those, and then they said that you needed like three weeks at each. And I'm like, dang, I have like two weeks total, maybe three weeks if I'm like, I can convince my boss, but like, right. and I'm like, how I can't hit like all the places I want. So I'm like really struggling. I'm like, do I pick Indonesia? Do I pick Thailand? Do I try to do both? I don't know. Yeah. I really like Thailand. I haven't done Indonesia, but I've seen some photos. Is that where Bali's at? Where's yeah. Bali? Yeah. yeah. Bali's in Indonesia. Yeah. I, I've seen someone on my Instagram's there now. I'm just seeing these amazing photos. I'm like, where is this place? Oh, it's Bali. Like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Add that to the list. That's fantastic. Yeah. What do you think? Which way are you leaning? You think? I don't, I'm almost leaning on doing both. And just being just, like, just okay, well, yeah. Why Which not, I'll probably right? end up screwing myself because the weather won't be great at either one of them because I'm right. trying to like find a time, like the closest time crossover time. It'll be um, perfect at the one you just left. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be my luck. But yeah, I want to do both of them because I've always wanted to go to Thailand, but Bali is so beautiful. Mm. And I already found a photographer in Bali that does <laughs> of course. Yeah, an Instagram uh, photography tour. So the best Instagram photos is where they, was what they take. That's, I know. I'm, it, I, I nev- I'd never heard of that, but it actually makes total sense because, you know, you're in there with your iPhone or whatever, and you're trying to take your, you know, and it never really does it. It's not the right lens, you know. Yeah. Even if they add five lenses to the iPhone, it's still not the right lens. So it makes sense to hire someone. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is crazy. This is fantastic. Thank you for being on here. Where can people connect with you? Like LinkedIn, Twitter, where, where should they go? Yeah. 
add me on LinkedIn, Rachel White. Um, check out our website, even alanedwin.com. Now, um, should, should they chat with people and check out your what, what yeah. they're up Did to? Did you get a call yet, by the way? I have Has anyone reached out to you? No, no one's called me yet. Maybe they know where I live or something. That's strange. I wonder if you're already in our Pardot system. I could be. You're going you're to have to go. Uh, I, oh, I'm going to go next. They're, they're right in the office uh, next to me. I'm going to go back there and be like, hey, the problem is that now that we've done this, I'm gonna get <laughs> gonna get hit. That'll be cool. I'll, I'll have to, it's like a study to see what happens. Yeah, you'll have to let me know, um, and yeah. I'll look and see if you're already in our um, database. But. Right, absolutely. Um, so fantastic. You know, this is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. I've learned a bunch about chat, about ads, even getting a photographer from Airbnb, and this is awesome. Yeah. No, definitely. I really loved being on here. So this is. I don't know if you looked at the time, but it literally warped by. Like it just. I know. I don't hopped. even know what time it is. Oh, it did. Right? Wow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's crazy. I know. Good conversation. Yeah. So, you know, thank you. And then everyone listening, if you learned something from this, and I know you did, and I know you're going to go to alanedwin.com to check out that chat. The same time, like I know you learn stuff because I literally have two pages of notes over here. So oh. like share this with someone else. So for everyone listening, be a thought leader to like one or two people even. Just share this with someone else. Be like, hey, you got to check this thing out. Here, hey, branded advertisements. Go here. Here's my thought on that. Or let's go do some of this or the grill set. I think there's going to be a surplus of grill sets going on this year because <laughs> that's freaking fantastic. So um, awesome. And then Rachel, thank you again for being on here. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. For everyone out there listening, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. Catch you all next time.